This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this special edition of the Rockcast podcast. We are going to introduce you to a new member of our team today and uh, learn a little bit more about her. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston, Nick Erdo, and with us today for the first time on our podcast, Grace Hansen. Welcome, Grace. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you here, and I know our listening audience is going to be interested in what it is you're doing with Spark and how you came to be here and where they might run into you. So tell us a little bit about, um, first of all, how long have you been on the Spark team? Uh, this is officially week number two, so not very long. So but you're still a here. success, though, because yeah. we got past week one and she still came back. That's right. That's absolutely true. I think we take it <laughs> one week at a time here. <laughs> Sometimes we take it one day at a time. <laughs> She's already completely indoctrinated. <laughs> Good point. So what was it that you were hired to do on the team, Grace? So I have a, a complicated uh, title, but it's really uh, quite simple. I am a project manager, and I think the easiest way to kind of help people understand my role is trying to keep the core team organized, try to keep the core team uh, moving forward in uh, delivering assignments, tasks, uh, projects that we have pending to our customers, uh, whether that's an internal customer, it could be John asking us to look at something, it could be an external customer, uh, like a church. So uh, it's really all about organization, uh, tracking forward, and moving along with the least amount of, of hurdles as possible. You said that's simple, but it sounds a little complicated to me. It's There's, very complex. That's right. There are a lot of squirrely characters on that. Whoa. <laughs> Especially in this team, I, I must say. So it does complicate the process significantly. <laughs> and you figured that out by week two. Hmm. Week one. <laughs> <laughs> Day one? What the heck? Well, tell us a little bit about what you were doing before Rock and how maybe that came into play with, with what you're doing now. So I have a, a background in uh, corporate, uh, in the corporate world. I primarily have supported uh, the aerospace industry uh, across a number of years, and I also had a couple of breaks in between. Uh, worked in ministry for about six years, uh, utilizing my project management skills uh, in that arena as well. Uh, and took some time to be a full-time mom in between that as well. So uh, my last role was with Honeywell, and I was a project manager there. Uh, I obviously have a, a passion for being organized and uh, working with people and teams, and um, I, I felt that was it's been a good fit, but I was missing uh, more of the ministry and skill set component of doing uh, what I like to do. And so there was an opportunity to come alongside the Spark team to do that. And uh, I feel very blessed to be here. So you have an interesting mix of not only the a corporate level of the skill set that we need in this role, but also working at a church on staff. 
That is correct. And I think uh, it's interesting how God works. Uh, I think if I'd had to uh, go back in time and think about, you know, did I ever think I would take my business skill set and apply it at a church setting, I would have said, I don't see how that would work. Uh, But it absolutely did. And uh, if I ever thought specifically working uh, within the IT world and project management, I would have said, absolutely not. And it happened at CCV. Um, you know, my project management primarily was always on the front end of the business. So how do, how do we kind of implement strategies? How does it impact customers? And so to kind of uh, have that experience on the back end uh, was a unique opportunity, uh, which was also the stepping stone for uh, getting my foot back in the door uh, at Honeywell, because that's where I landed uh, back at uh, the back end of the business. Very interesting. So you have a lot of great skill sets to apply here. When I think too, when when there's a lot of people who have a role of project manager, but you actually have a lot of um, I don't know what you call it assessments and and uh, certifications that that go along with that. So you you're a highly trained project manager. So for instance, you have a black belt in Six Sigma. Can you tell us like what is Six Sigma and and what does that black belt kind of mean? It sounds really scary, but uh, <laughs> if you really want to be intimidated, then you have to ask John about his black belt. Um, <laughs> but in the world of uh, project management and Six Sigma, it's really all about a technique of, of looking and analyzing at a process. Um, I mean, when you talk about um, Six Sigma, it's it's about tools and how you go about uh, improving usually a process, but it could be a product, it could be a customer experience. So there's different levels of training that go along with each um, stem or root, if you will. And so my training is is unique in the standpoint that it's really all around and centered around processes. So if you think about how do we uh, improve it, how do we minimize, um, you know, dropping the baton, how do you uh, consistently look at uh, what you're doing every day in the office in such a systematic way uh, to help improve efficiency. Those are all the, the different um, aspects of Six Sigma as it relates to my, my background. Yeah, and that's great because I think what you're going to be able to do and already have done, I mean literally already have done in two weeks, is increase our capacity for project management. But I think the unique part is you're also increasing our capability because you have all this knowledge that's you know, top industry knowledge in that, you know, it might have been easier to find somebody who could increase their capacity, just bring more of it, but you're going to bring better of it too. And I think that's what I'm really excited about is both obviously, but the capacity and the capability of stuff that we don't know. Well, I'm super excited to be a part of the team and uh, look forward to figuring out the best way to uh, improve, whether that's by using a technique or just simplifying uh, just how we look at uh, what we're doing here every day. That's great. And I, I had a small dose of Six Sigma when I was at Honeywell. I only, I only got to be green belt. So, although I saw someone on a resume who said that they were a yellow belt and green belt, oh, I didn't even know that existed. I but haven't seen that. It was like a GoDaddy. And um, so I, I had some of those tool sets working with, with the engineering department. And I was, when you know you accepted the offer, I was so happy that you can help train us on that stuff. Because even the little dose I got has been so valuable to my thought processes. And now having... Uh, you come and not only have have it yourself, but be able to teach us that is going to be amazing. Yes, I know that's a priority for you. And as I've been working through these last two weeks and 
uh, you know, leaning heavily on Nick's uh, expertise and, and learning the, the technical challenges of the team, it is interesting to start think about, well, what kinds of tools could we bring into the discussion? And it's almost like you have to do it without saying we're going to do a five why, but you just kind of walk the team through the process and kind of uh, train them to think differently um, as you're just doing the day-to-day stuff. That's okay, awesome. I think we need a couple of perspectives on this next question. So, John, hmm. I'm going to ask you first. Oh, just for record, we didn't know each other at Honeywell, which I think is oh, interesting. Yeah. interesting. Even though we were in the same kind of aerospace area. But you did know each other from somewhere else. So talk about, from your perspective, um, uh, how Grace came hmm. to be on our team. Okay, that's good. So when we were working on Rocket, CCV, there got to be a time where it, Rock was just getting big and we needed to transition and, and it really had to probably take our our whole focus and that's when we were transitioning off the CCV team. So in that transition, not only were we transitioning off, but we were actually rolling it out for CCV too. Like we we're still developing, there's tons of stuff to do to get the product to where it needed to be, but then also in place at CCV. So during that that time, they brought Grace in. She'd already been on staff and put her over um, uh, the project to help um, project manage it. So that's, I know I knew Grace being on staff, but we never really worked together that much. Now she was project managing the CCV implementation Correct. of Rock, right? Yeah. Okay. So at that point, you know, we were working heads down to get the product done and implemented, but she was overseeing the timelines, the due dates, the tasks, help, really helping us. Um, keep on task and also being a liaison to, to leadership saying, okay, these things are being done and, and you know, because we were under a lot of stress. So we worked together in that and through that and then even post our transition through some projects. Um, then, you know, I think if I'm getting the, the chronological order right, then you went back to Honeywell for about... A, almost a year. Almost a year. And I remember this, I mean, I'll tell you this story too. I remember coming back when a couple of weeks after we had transitioned and, and, you know, now we're sitting in this little teeny office. And I remember once I went back to CCV for a meeting with you to do some project statuses and I came back into the office. I'm like, oh man, someday if we ever had a person like Grace who could just help us with this project <laughs> management stuff, it'd be so nice. And I remember thinking that never happened. We'll never be that big. We'll never <laughs> be able to like, quote, afford a, a you know, that level of, and then what is it like two, not even two years later, and we can and we need because, I mean, where we're going and where we're at right now, it's just, it's amazing. I, I don't know how we keep track all these tasks, but even in two weeks, it's like I'm starting to see like the output of what you're doing. It's like, whoa, wow, we're we actually have something like that now. Yeah. Like we can actually like look at that and see what we're doing is great. So I, I remember that moment though, going, gosh, I wish we could somehow get someone like a grace and now it here i am yeah two weeks two years later we're, we're emily and i were talking and like okay well how are we going to get this thing this task that we done how are we going to find someone to do that and it was you emily who said what about grace and it, like what oh yeah and it, it's even more of a miracle because she didn't just come from ccv to here she left ccv and was back at honeywell right for almost a year to, mm-hmm. the thought that we could get her then Back from a Honeywell is just amazing. Back into ministry, right? Yeah. So Grace, tell us from your perspective, how did you land on this team? Uh, Definitely a God thing. I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't um, 
pursuing, actively pursuing kind of the next step. I, God has a funny way of overwhelming me with a certain <laughs> family dynamics. And I realized I had to step back and rethink this. And I was on probably journey number four of that thinking, I thought I had this figured out and everything's gone so well at Honeywell. But um, realizing that uh, being completely upside down wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, not for myself, my future, uh, my family, I'm sorry, but um, just time to do God's work. And uh, as I was kind of mulling over all of that, uh, I got an email and uh, that email just hit me very differently. And I thought, I think that there's something here. And uh, that started a conversation, some coffee, more conversation, a couple of weeks of time. And uh, I just felt like God was uh, making, making it happen. Of course, of course he was doing that. It's kind of the rock story. I it mean, really is. God's in control. And the interesting thing through all of this is so we're creating new angles and new positions because what we're basically looking at is a, a big chunk of work that has to be done that is rock, the community, the product, all the things that go into it. And as we can, we start trying to figure out how do we carve off another piece and turn it into something that's uh, understandable, packageable, a role, right, that has never existed before. And we keep finding ourselves doing that in all these ways. And so, Grace, as we were talking with you, that was all evolving and shaping and changing in the course of a couple of weeks mm -hmm. from maybe this, oh, no, but it could be like this, and this is really ideal, and I think it really did turn into exactly what it should be. Um, but it's it's that kind of journey that we have around here all the time. I think those are the best kinds of journeys, right? You have to be flexible, and you have to just uh, trust God that He's in the mix of, of what you're doing. So what does your average workday look like here? Well, when John doesn't come into my office <laughs> with a crisis, uh, let's happens, see. Yeah. How many days has that not happened? <laughs> uh, this week? Hmm. One day. <laughs> <laughs> or when John doesn't tell me that we're going to have a podcast in the morning Whoops. as I'm walking in. That okay. was totally my fail, not John's. <laughs> um, but I never threw you under the bus. That was nice of you. Yes. Uh, what does a week, a day look like? Well, uh, we are pretty structured uh, in terms of uh, the things that we're trying to tackle throughout a day. So uh, my, my typical day starts out with Nick. I'm obviously still learning and heavily uh, relying on uh, the great things that uh, are all tapped in Nick's head. And so we go through and prioritize uh, the things that need to happen. And, uh, you know, I ask questions in between. I take direction. Uh, Nick takes direction well as well. And we get out there, have a daily huddle with our uh, core developers, and we kind of walk around the, the floor and ask, okay, what are you guys working on today? Make sure if there's any escalations that we're aware. Um, and selfishly, I think this process really is for me right now. It's about uh, learning the team better, learning what they're working on, uh, helping them see that there is a process and a way to tap into John without completely uh, overwhelming him. He's got a lot on his plate. So um, trying to figure out a way to um, make the team a little bit more comfortable with that process. Uh, there's a lot of task management, of course. Uh, we use Asana to navigate uh, our day. And there's a lot of shuffling that goes on, uh, things coming in, reassignments where, where necessary. Um, and just kind of keeping our eye on making sure that we're efficient with the, the, the time that we have and the, the tasks that God has placed in, in our bucket. 
Is there an average duration of the projects that you work on? Um, I think that our uh, channel of um, things that come our way, you know, expectations, uh, they're different. And uh, that's one of the things that John and I are going to talk about later today, which is uh, each bucket has a determined time of um, how long it will take a developer to work on. Uh, core projects, obviously, by nature, they're new, they're big, they're complicated, they're going to take a longer period of time. But we break those down into subtasks, and uh, we'll get better at knowing uh, a timeline for uh, making sure that we're uh, meeting those big deliverables on time. Uh, we have uh, issues that are a couple hours worth of work um, that uh, we work on. So depending on the nature of the assignment, uh, a project can take months, a project can take hours. I don't know of too many that take years around here at this point. John's probably thought of one or two. Uh, hosting. Maybe Rock Cloud. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right. Just kidding. Kind of. So, <laughs> Ouch. it's just being realistic. Uh-huh. It's only because it gets sidelined for other things that have to take priority. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's kind of what's happened. Um, so, Grace, where might the community expect to run into you? I really see my role as a, a back end role. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily um, have direct contact. Um, impact with with the community necessarily uh, as I'm getting started and ramping up and learning all that we're doing. But potentially, um, I would say maybe podcasts, I would say Mm -hmm. communicating with churches on projects, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that uh, maybe uh, delivering uh, on time. If they have questions or we have questions, I might have more interaction uh, with the community that way. But uh, to be honest, I think that that will probably evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would add that. Uh, so don't be surprised if um, Grace's name is now on the 8.6 Alpha, the 8.6 Beta. So she'll, you'll be working with those teams. They'll be sending feedback to you. You'll keep it or- organized. And um, so that is one element that is evolving today. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> so if, if our community members are part of those alpha or beta testing teams, okay. they may run across yeah. you. And uh, Nick, while you're talking about that, how can someone join the alpha or beta testing team? Well, the beta team, you can just go to the our rockarmus.com website and under, is it connect, I believe? There's a on the sidebar for a way to get connected to the, these opportunities that the alpha team is mentioned there, but the beta team specifically, you just punch in your email address and you're on the team. The alpha team requires a little bit more uh, finesse in your skills, and we don't want to frustrate you. So we kind of would interview you. A, a that bit. makes sense. So I think through there, there's a form um, or an email address that you reach us at, and and that's how you would get on the alpha team. It's a really important role though, because we're trying to do more and more testing during the alpha stage because of the way alpha and beta rolls out. It's mm-hmm. just, it's way better to find issues during alpha. Thanks. I always like to make sure everybody knows how to get involved in certain things, especially if, you know, someone's uh, learning about this for the first time. So Grace, tell us about your family. I have been blessed with a wonderful family. Um, let's see, I have two two children. One is at uh, NAU. She's a sophomore and uh, she's uh, pursuing a degree in psychology. 
And uh, I have a young son at home. He's actually a senior, so he's not that young. He's, he's going to be graduating from uh, Mountain Ridge this year. And uh, he's in the process of deciding what school he wants to go to, but uh, very much interested in, in pursuing um, a personal, a physical uh, trainer. Um, been married to uh, my husband for 10 years. Uh, he is a vice president at Honeywell. So uh, yes, we did meet at Honeywell. <laughs> <laughs> Met a lot of people, or I guess didn't meet. You and John didn't meet there. I no, still wonder didn't. if our paths ever crossed. We just never knew it. But I think it's possible. A lot of local people have some kind of connection there. It's a big mm -hmm. influence in our community. So Grace, tell us about your interests and your free time. What are some things you enjoy doing? Well, um, I, I enjoy uh, running, uh, mainly as a, a way to just kind of clear my head and, and manage uh, stress levels and um, decompressing, if you will. So I'm a big fan of uh, Orange Theory. Uh, I like kind of uh, the structure of um, uh, a nice workout uh, divided between a cardio and, and some weights and uh, knowing that I have to go to class so that it forces me to do it. Um, so I enjoy, I enjoy that. And, uh, at home it's, I've a, a new hobby and, uh, it's, uh, gardening. I'm not very good at it. Actually it evolved because my children always made fun of me that I killed everything. <laughs> and so to kind of prove them wrong, I started a plan something here and there and, uh, it's taken off and, uh, it's really more of a, a way to switch gears and, uh, it's a, it's a great project for me to, to have uh, on the weekends as I'm trying to not think so much about work and focus on home and, and family life. And um, I have found that to be a very good um, good thing to have in my, my life. So you had the Orange Theory before you came to Rock. That's true. Orange has a new term for me here, a new, yes. wow. new lifestyle. Yes. Here, everything's orange. Everything's orange. The wall behind us right now is bright orange. Yep. The pictures on the other wall the white wall are orange. Why not? White and orange. Yeah, so Orange Theory, do you run on the treadmill or do you run on Yes. The so you do run on a treadmill and uh, it's inter interval-based training. So the idea is never to get quite comfortable with either a, a, a sprint or a base pace or uh, you know an incline sort of workout. And so there's always a mix around how you do that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's focused more on just incline. Sometimes it's more about speeds, but there's just always a constant shift. And I think that's important in anything that we do, right? You can't always be on the same pace all the time. And so that's from mm -hmm. a, a physical standpoint, that's what they target. Do they have those new uh, treadmills with the hurdles built in? <laughs> For those of you that don't know, <laughs> we had to share something about ourselves week one. And uh, I had mentioned that um, I have the high school hurdle record at my high school. And I think John's trying to poke fun at me at the moment. No, I'm trying to like highlight that. That's amazing. Have I you seen even a treadmill with a hurdle before? I'm shark taking that, right? I'm like, I'm going to be on shark tank like, tomorrow. <laughs> With that idea, because I think it actually would increase the entertainment value of, of said treadmill. That's probably true. And it would be right. a great tool for hurdlers. Right, to keep them, you know, uh, it's raining out, you don't want to be out there. It'd have to be a pretty long treadmill, I think, to make right. that work. 
Yeah. Otherwise, it's a trampoline. Well, and, and the hurdles could start small, and then they could be lifted up to your right height. Not and too you, high. Okay. Well, you stretch yourself, <laughs> and sometimes it could randomly go up or down, so you don't know quite high, how high it's going to go. Okay, my front teeth sound like they're going to get knocked out. You I'm wear, not on this. You wear a te- you know my mouth guard. It, it'll be fine. I got an extra one if you want to borrow it. Gross. Okay, for <laughs> Sorry, the that's record, a, that's a karate joke. I'm not. I'm not funding this startup of yours. I think that's intriguing. I don't think I could do even one small hurdle. So the fact that you have a record in that is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Grace, is there anything else the rock community should know about you? Uh, let's see. I think I feel um, you guys should know that this is a fun group of people. Uh, this is a, a great environment. Um, it's way better than I imagined it would be. And I hope that we can all keep that same level of enthusiasm and energy and pass it along to you guys as well. Great. Thanks for being here with us today, Grace. I know it was kind of last minute notice and I'm totally taking the fall for that. My fault. No problem. (laughs) Happy to be here. Thanks again for tuning in for another special edition Rockcast. Today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. Nick was our recording engineer who turned the dials and pushed the buttons. Jim Michael handled all the audio post-production mixing. In our amazing show notes, which you can find at rockrms.com connect, were transcribed and written up by Michael Garrison. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.